Oh, welcome in everybody to You Can't Hide, the number one horror movie recap, discussion, information podcast. This side of uh, the further, as what I was told in the notes. Uh, I'm your host, uh, the Astral Projection Man, uh, Evil Al, uh, joined by Seance, Seance Girl Bree and uh, Tarot Card Reader Ben and the Pumpkin Spice Lady, Calamity Cat. <laughs> How are, how are y'all today? <laughs> hmm. Not pretty well. Nice. <laughs> Great. I'm a fan. Do they have pumpkin of... spice in the further? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I don't think it's really a place where you eat. Souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, um, let's get into our first segment in This Week in Horror. Uh, right off the top of my head, what I can think of is Resident Evil Village was released last Friday. Um, been waiting for that since the last one came out a few years ago. I haven't played through it yet because I've been uh, dying of a mysterious illness, but I will get to that soon, hopefully. <laughs> um, also, we uh, I saw a lovely horror film with a tarot card reader Ben called Separation that was actually complete trash. So I don't recommend that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you want to laugh, because like the the whole theater was laughing through most of it. Sometimes that's fun, you know. Yeah, I was like, this reminded me when I went to go see uh, <clears throat> Paranormal Activity 4 and like everyone just like was laughing through it. And I was like, I don't think this is supposed to be a comedy, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> like when I went to Beast 2 and just started laughing and then I walked out. <laughs> you saw it in an actual theater? Wow. I saw it with the with all the casting director there and I walked out. She was like, not my sis gig. Not my sis. No, not my gig sis. I feel bad. I feel kind of bad about it, but then I don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. I mean, <laughs> there's some, you know, there's some times where, you know, you have to stand your ground. You just stood up, you're like, trash, and just walked out. <laughs> I mean, I fell asleep in, at Much Ado About Nothing right in front of Josh, Joss Whedon, not realizing he's right behind me. And I was like, ugh, every like five minutes. And then I left and I realized he was right behind me. And I was like, oops. But wow. now it's like, there you go, Joss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Stick it to him. Stick it to him, yeah. <laughs> yep. You jerk. He deserved it. You probably scarred him for life after that. Yeah. <laughs> you were like coming back from the future <laughs> to get him. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to do. You have the ability to travel, to time travel. You're going to go so you can like, yes. this just That's the important moment in history you need to focus Not on. <laughs> Yeah. And that's this week in horror. And <laughs> <laughs> this week we are covering the 2011, 2010 uh, film by James Wan and James Wan, James Wan, James Wan, James Wan, Insidious, starring uh, Patrick Stu- uh, Patrick Wilson, and Rose Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. 
It'd also be really gross to see him with kids with Rose Byrne. Look <laughs> <laughs> at daddy. He's a good enough actor to pull it off, I'm sure. That's true. I do love Rose Byrne in a horror movie, though. She's actually really good. Yeah, I didn't know she was in it. I would have watched it years ago had I known. This was no, your I, first I, time seeing this movie? Yep. Wow. So I guess you've never seen any of the sequels then? <laughs> no. Are you a Blumhouse fan? Um, No, a lot of them just happen to be Blumhouse, so I've seen a few. Interesting. <laughs> so this movie starts off and we are in the room of a sleeping boy uh, I'm assuming it's Dalton I'm not I didn't know at the time who it was but the camera pans, pans around the room and we see a shadowy figure outside the window um, the figure appears at the door and we realize it's just grandma just kidding it's an old hag demon uh, from there we cut to the next day mom is going through old pics and the boy's like you know mom I don't really like my new room <laughs> and the viewers know why, but mom's like, yeah, I know. It's hard to sleep. It's hard to adjust, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we know, we know what's really going on. Mom is, next we see mom, she's practicing her piano, and she hears the baby crying from the baby monitor. She runs upstairs to check on it, on her, sorry, <laughs> on her, the baby. On it, wow. And when she's in the room in the nursery, she hears creaking noises. And naturally, you know, she thinks, oh, yeah, let me go to the attic to investigate. <laughs> and that's when we first see the ladder that has, like, the broken rung, um, which comes into play a few scenes later. But uh, nothing's really out of the ordinary there. The furnace is just kind of roaring, but nothing really crazy happens. Do furnaces, are, are they really in attics? I, I don't know. I thought, no, but... I thought that would be kind of dangerous. Right? That's not very safe. <laughs> Like, yeah, from Home Alone, I assumed that they were in the basement. They were basement. Like, girl, like one spark and your whole house would just come down this way. That's what I was thinking. It's like, why would you do that? That's the first sign to get out. Yeah. Home safety <laughs> is important. Yeah. I feel like that would make... Well, I guess warm air does rise. But then you, when you want it in the basement, it's like it would heat the house. <clears throat> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. That's why mom is pissed. She's like, this house was poor, poorly designed. After unpacking, uh, mom, who we have already seen play her piano, realizes, oh yeah, I don't know where my sheet music is, so she's a little pissed off. And uh, that's when the son hears something upstairs. So just like his mom, he decides, let me go to the attic and investigate a little bit. Uh, and so to turn the light on, uh, you have to use that sketchy ladder, which why not just tie like an extra like rope pool on it to make you not have to do that. But I guess, you know, it's it adds to the movie. Fuck the kids. <laughs> oh, that was too much. <laughs> so, so, so he climbs a little ladder. And of course, we know the rung is broken, but. Um, he doesn't, so he, he steps on the ladder and the, the rung breaks and he falls to the, the floor and he hears something in the shadows or like sees something. We can't see it, but he, he does, I guess. And he starts to scream. Uh, the parents go up there and to see what's up and 
uh, they're like, why are you up here on your own? Stop playing in the attic. And But mom sees in the corner her sheet music. So, you know, happy endings. And that's the end of the movie. I'm going to play chopsticks now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, anyway, so the next day, the da- uh, dad, a.k.a. Josh, a.k.a. Patrick Wilson, uh, goes, <laughs> goes to wake up Dalton, the, their son, for school. Uh, and he's like, hey, hurry up. Mom's going to get mad if we don't keep going. And so he's shaking him. And he's like, hurry up, little brat. Hurry up. Not really, but he's shaking him and he won't wake up. And that's when he's like, oh, shit, I guess he's in a coma now. So they take him <laughs> to the hospital and they're running all kinds of tests. And they say it's like nothing they've ever seen before. And then we, we hard cut to three months later. <laughs> he's still in a coma or whatever. We're not sure. Uh, mom hears something in the baby monitor again um, but it's not from the room it's just like a whispering voice which she just you know she's just enjoying a little bit she loves an ASMR moment I guess so she's just enjoying uh, but all of a sudden it turns into a scream and she's not she's past her metal phase so she's you know just disturbed um, this is when we realize they have another son <laughs> And apparently that son got an award at school today. Uh, she's in her, her the son's room and he, she sees it and she's like, hey, this says it's from today. Why didn't you tell anyone? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, you know, scared. Um, my mind's preoccupied because Dalton walks around at night. And can I maybe change rooms? And Dalton's the kid in the coma. So she's like, what? Uh, he definitely has that middle child syndrome where like they don't really pay attention to him. <clears throat> well, that was the whole thing too. That's why he didn't like tell him about the award. But like, it really doesn't matter. Y'all are too focused on Dalton or the baby. I wondered baby. if poor Jan. <laughs> yeah, I wondered poor if Jan. the parents thought that the the kid had an untreated head injury from falling in the attic. And yeah, that's I think why they, he woke up well, in a coma. <laughs> that comes up later. That's what they, they think something. Yeah, because yeah, I think when they come to the doctor, they're like, we can't really explain it. He's just like, won't wake up. Right. Uh, okay, yeah, and so from there, we cut to night, and <clears throat> the other son is in his room, and we see directly across the hall is Dalton, a.k.a. Coma Boy, and he's just in his bed because he's in a coma. And this the other son is like, starts closing his door, looking suspiciously at, you know, the other room. And as soon as he closes it, we hear creaking outside. And we, we know that the parents are downstairs in their bedroom. And obviously it's not the baby. She can't walk it. She's just a stupid baby. So we know it's Dalton. Or, or something it- or something worse. We perceive it's Dalton. That would be truly scary, though. But, like, also to hear your kid be like, I'm afraid of my brother because he walks at night, knowing the bitch is just, like, sleeping all the time. I think I'd get say creepy things like this, though, don't they? Like, I would get rid of it. Oh, no, my no, my sister's kids, like, will tell her creepy stuff, like, all the time. And I'm like, get rid of the children. You just got to, you just got to, you just got to buy a Peloton treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She's having a third one now. And I'm like, girl, I was like, you're just wanting to see all these ghosts and goblins. Stop it. <laughs> She's like, maybe this one will be normal. I was like, probably not. I wouldn't count on Peloton it. Peloton can't take care of the children for you. 
Yep. Um, oh, okay. I don't. I'm not sure if it's the same night or if it's like the next day. Um, but the baby starts crying again. The baby starts crying again. It's all happening in one night. It's spiral. Okay, this is all. Okay, so the same. Okay, so the same night, the baby starts crying, and Rose Byrne thinks, "Oh, let me go check on her. This needy ass little baby. You're at least three months old now. You should be grown." Uh, but she goes to the nursery and she sees, you know, just a man standing behind her casually. And conveniently, by the time Josh, aka Patrick Wilson, gets there. He's disappeared. Um, but all of a sudden the alarm, like the house alarm is triggered and we just hear like this loud ass wailing sound. So uh, Josh goes downstairs and the front door is open and the chain is like swinging like a pendulum, like the chain lock for the door, which was interesting. But of course, no one's there. So it kind of creeps me out that he just starts walking the house with the door wide open. And I don't know, I would think I would, I would, go and close the door first i don't know it just and that scene is that scene is more effective than some of the jump scares right like, like looking yeah. all the way out into the darkness of outside and all the way in through the house that's a really good shot yeah i agree yeah. i think james Wan does really good with like certain shots and like the way things are set up like in other movies um i like his like director or directorial like persona i guess when like filming yeah, he has a good eye. I just don't know the, the rest of it sometimes. It's quite. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not a fan of like the noise jump scares I feel like he's going for. It gets so loud sometimes. The noise, it like hurts my ears. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. definitely having. Yeah, I definitely have to like turn up and down like as watching <laughs> the movie. Like I know when they're going to come, so I'm like, let me turn down. And then you got to yeah. turn up to actually hear people. I find that a lot of Constantly. action movies have started doing that. Where they're using volume of gunshots or explosions or whatever as an additional like bow, effect. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. all Michael Bay films are just gonna be sound. Why do you I feel like every episode you mentioned Michael Bay? <laughs> because I like Michael Bay and his explosions, okay? <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe all right. that's it. God damn, all right, fine. Jesus. Michael Bay fan and his sounds. <laughs> Name two Michael Bay movies. It can't be Transformers. Damn it. <laughs> I actually don't know any of his films. Is a live free <laughs> Die Hard one of them? No, no, I don't think so. Damn it! I'm gonna Google Michael it Bay. Could films. be. I honestly. wouldn't know either, but yeah. Continue. I'm gonna Google Michael Bay. <laughs> All right. Um, I accidentally <laughs> typed. Why? Don't even like. I accidentally <laughs> typed in Michael Blueblay. <laughs> Armageddon. That was a good one. Michael Blueblay. Uh, Bad Boys Two. Yeah. Pearl Harbor. I was about to say Pearl Jam. Mm, classic Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. <laughs> All right. The next day. <laughs> the next day, um, some more tests are taken of Dalton, the coma child. Um, but he reacts to none of them, and there's no progress so far. Mom thinks he's not in a coma, uh, but doesn't know what to call it. She thinks the doctors have given up on him, kind of, and she's feeling like the universe is against her and kind of seeing how much she can bend before she breaks. Um, and she, you know, starts to adjust his sheets because she wants to tuck him in, make sure he's comfortable in his whatever state he's in. And as she lifts one of the sheets up to kind of tuck it under him, she sees just, you know, a bloody handprint, which, um, yeah, a little concerning. It looks like a little bit like a demon hand, too. Sure. Yeah, it's very prolonged. And during this whole winter. time, like, yeah, it's kind of creepy, for sure. And then dad is just like, 
pretending like he has things to do at the school and is grading papers all the time. Yeah. Um, oh, is he yeah, not? He's kind of jerk. Is he not? Is he just there because he doesn't want to be home? Yeah, he's like taking oh, naps. Okay. And shit. Yeah, he's like taking I, naps and just like chilling at work. I just believed. Mm-hmm. I literally just believed him that he had work. Wow. No, he's just avoiding. No. <laughs> yeah, and even even like the mom's like, I know what you're doing, bitch. She's like, I'm not stupid. Exactly. Yeah, she's getting pissed, and she's like, you know what? This house feels like a sickness. There's something wrong with it, and she's convinced that it's haunted. And that night, when she confronts him, uh, Josh is forced to sleep on the couch because she's a little pissed off. And outside of Dalton's room, hand handprints appear on the window. And um, what is Rose Byrne's name in the movie? <laughs> uh, um, uh, it's like Danny or Danny is. <laughs> wakes I up. think Danny's the kid. Let's see. <laughs> Anyways, Rose wakes up screaming at the same time, and she sees someone walking outside the window upstairs, which is like an upstairs patio. Is I think where their window is. And she assumes it's her hubby, but we know he's asleep on the couch. And the guy walking outside just kind of appears indoors and attacks her. And obviously, Josh runs upstairs, but the guy's gone again. And but after this, he's like, "Yeah, shit's going down. I I think we should move." So they agree to move. Renee is the mom's name. Oh, yeah, yeah but it's like R E N A I or something. Yeah, yeah it's very weird. <laughs> Um, so in the new house, Rose, or sorry, Renee is uh, unpacking everything. And, you know, they have like a nice record player. So she's just vibing out to some tunes. Uh, she goes outside to throw some trash out. And then like as soon as she leaves the house, like the front door, there's like a record scratch. And then all of a sudden, the, like the music changes and the camera's like panning, following her. And we see someone's like dancing in the living room to the music. And then we see like a little boy running around. It's It's like a little page boy. It's a little British chap. Did y'all notice um, that he's standing with his back to her as she takes the trash out? Yeah, that was so freaky. Yeah, yeah. there's always like, there's like little glimpses of him like throughout. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I've said it before. I had that as a ringtone one time. The worst. I kept scaring myself. (laughs) (laughs) What song is it? Did you guys catch like one of the times Josh is in his classroom? There's like a little saw man drawing like on the on the. the I only knew that I saw that because I read about it, but yeah, that's a good oh, little. I caught it. I caught it this time when nice. I was. Like, no, uh, that's cute. I didn't even catch he wasn't actually working, so no, I did not catch that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the song is uh, from Tiny Tim, I believe. Well, he covered it, but it's Tip Throw to the Tulips. The little like drummer boy? Yeah, no. But yeah, he has like a very weird, like, that was a whole act, I think, but he had like a very weird way of singing and it was like creepy. Very creepy. If you ever watch videos of him doing his little thing with his little ukulele, it's yeah. like ukulele. The 70s were weird. You know, else, he, you know what else is weird, though, is uh, Renee goes back in her house and she like either sees or hears the, like the little boy running across the hall or like around the room. And he, he goes into the other, the other son, we don't know his name because who cares, uh, room. And she sees like shoes. It's like a weird closet where it's like a closet on top party in the back. No, but it's like open for shoes on the bottom. And so she, she sees like a little pair of British shoes. 
his little boots. And so she, um, and so she like sweeps at him, and then and nothing happens, obviously. But then, oh wait, he pops out of the the like closet. He comes out of the closet. The top, oh the my god! Little what is at the top? I was like, I know there's a name. Yes. That would be creepy though, because like not even that. Like he just like it opens and he just like giggles and run past her. And she's like just trying to like, like what the fuck is going on? Like she's just in <laughs> shock the whole time. I don't think little kids are smart enough to become demons, just saying. To become demons? Yeah. Nah, I think some kids are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, they're saying they already are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Some of them. Just Never mind, I'm not gonna put my point on kids here. Um, my view on kids. You're not a camp counselor. You're a tarot card reader. Oh, that's right. Oh, so I can fuck kids. <laughs> we are a kid friendly podcast. Totally. No, we're not. <laughs> oh, I'm we cutting all are. this. I'm cutting all this. <laughs> um, so the next day, um, Josh's mom arrives. I think her name is Lorraine. Yes. Yeah, played by the wonderful Barbara Hershey. Uh, and tells them that she had a dream that she was in their house and saw a demon in Dalton's room. Uh, as she finishes the story, the, de- the demon appears behind Josh, a.k.a. Patrick Wilson, and shit goes down in Dalton's room. Uh, like, all the furniture is getting destroyed. All that Ikea, all that good Ikea Swedish uh, wood is being just thrown around. And uh, by the time they get to the room, it, everything is just a mess. There's, like, demon handprints everywhere. And Dalton's on the ground. Is this at this point, like, he still doesn't believe that, like, something's happening? Yeah. Well, yeah. So the next day, they call over Geek Squad, a.k.a. Mormon Ghost Adventures. That's what they look like, at least. You leave specs alone. (laughs) And they have, like, very cheap, shitty amateur gear. And (laughs) it's, like, clearly homemade gear, uh, they even say. And one of them actually says, yeah, it's basically just a modified toy. Um, The viewfinder? Yeah, the viewfinder, (laughs) which is just, like, color, different tints of color. Um, he's using it to allegedly you can see changes in like uv light or something um he's using that in the hallway in front of the clock and that's when he he clicks it and of course who shows up just two little two women smiling um and and they're like yeah they decide yeah we're gonna go ahead and call in elise who is elise oh we'll tell you don't worry she's like the actual medium is she a medium What, what what is uh her title i guess technically uh yeah she's a medium she sees things others can't yeah and she's like can i go around the house and they're like of course uh that's why you're here and so she goes to dalton's room and above the bed um she has specs one of the mormon ghost hunters draw for her she he draws for her that's his job and she's like describing it describing it and it's the red faced demon that we've seen earlier. I think we've seen him earlier a little, yeah, like a we've little seen glimpse. Him multiple times now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the mom is like, well, "What is it?" And then she like looks at the the uh, draw- drawing, and it's the demon. Um, and that's when Elise tells him, "Hey, the house is the house isn't what was haunted. So moving didn't do anything. It's your son Dalton uh, in his haunted coma." That dun, dun, is. Dun. <laughs> And she says, actually, he's actually not in a haunted coma. He's not in a spooky coma. He's actually in astral projector. And he's very accomplished. He does it in his sleep uh, since he was young. He's unafraid, though, because he thinks it's a dream. And that's that's allowed him to travel very far. But now he's traveled so far that he got lost. 
Um, but he's not afraid because he thinks it's a dream. Oh, yeah, I already said that. Um, <laughs> entities can smell the oh, empty. Yeah. So is, is he like in purgatory? Is that what she's basically saying? Kind of, yeah. That the. Like yeah. where he's at, he's oh, like in. She call it the. The further. The further. Okay. Yeah, it's like an in between where yeah, like. I feel like. Uh-oh. It's, it's okay, the part gross. where they. Yeah, so she she keeps going. She keeps, yeah, she keeps elaborating, and she says that um, since his, since he's lost and his body is kind of just like empty an empty vessel right now, the entities can smell his body, and they crave life, but some are malevolent and some have insidious agendas, mm. including the demon that wants to possess him, the red faced bitch. Um, <laughs> and the longer that he's away from his body, the weaker it is, and therefore it is easier to possess. Um, she tells them, hey, I can help, but you might take, a, it'll take complete trust. <laughs> and it's like, uh, no shit. You're telling us a lot right now, which is actually basically Josh's reaction. He's like, all right, I've tried, I've been trying to appease you, Roseburn, on all, on all this shit, but you're, you're just hearing what you want to hear. And they're telling you exactly what you want to hear. And he calls them basically like predators for preying on people who are going through bad things. And yeah, it just gaslights the shit out of Roseburn. <laughs> But, I mean, at this point, bro, like, you've seen everything that's going on. Like, how could you not be like, okay, there's some shit here. Yeah. And then I guess it's the next scene is my favorite part in the movie where he goes to Dalton's room and sees all his drawings and he sees, like, the red face. And then like him. All the clues. Yeah. And then Dalton, like, flying with the, in the sky with his little cape and the stars <laughs> and then i can't remember what the other ones are but like basically oh, everything she said diamonds. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like obvious that he's drawn he, out yeah he's able to see like it's obvious that he does a- astral project and he realizes oh i'm actually a huge asshole we actually should give it a try because why not shit's already insane um so they call back elise to do a seance and as one does she puts on like a gas mask <laughs> It's what I never do. Under, I never understood that one. Yeah. And she has her um, ear connector to specs so he can do the writing. And yeah, the like, the, like the, the hose <laughs> from the gas mask connects to his ear for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So she's just like creepily um, whispering and she's talking to Dalton and she worries. Uh, apparently he's worried. Dalton is worried that the red face demon is going to find him. Um. He's basically like, I have to be quiet because he'll find me. And then it seems like he does. And Spex is just like writing down what she's saying. We can't really hear her. It's just like whispers that are kind of jumbled. Um, so he's writing down like, mommy, daddy, help. And then all of a sudden it turns into like, I'm going to rip you apart, bitch. <laughs> it's like either, either this boy forgot his manners or he's possessed. So I think he probably got possessed. Um, the next thing you know, Dalton is out of bed near them and he's trying to attack them with his demonic powers that poor ikea furniture goes flying all over again and the door opens and the other demons that we've seen or entities that we've seen are all there too in the human plane or our plane and are attacking them uh one of the demons the the i would describe him as like a slipknot member (laughs) um (laughs) tries to french kiss rose uh, but I guess Josh isn't in the threesomes because he tries to push him away. And uh, his description is long hair fiend. So oh, not, fiend. yeah. Okay. He looks yeah. like the rapey one. That's what I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but fortunately, Elise is a medium, and she 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 didn't really like keep her cool because shit's going down. So I don't blame her. But she's like, "You're not welcome here. Go away." And then she like kind of temporarily like banishes all these demons. So they live. Yay! She should have yelled out Croatoan. Sure. <laughs> they banish spirits. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a lot to go through, but uh, oh wait, there's more. The next day, Josh's mom, uh, Lorraine, comes over and reveals that oh, um, I've known Elise for decades. She's actually helped you in the past, Josh. And he's like, the fuck are you talking about? And that's when she tells Josh, oh, by the way, you can astral travel too. Uh, you used to be visited by this creepy old lady. The, the, the woman we saw in the very first scene of the movie. That's what she tells him, at least. No, I'm kidding. She didn't say that. But um, she shows him like pictures of him as a child, and you can see like this shadowy figure, this of the creepy lady getting closer and closer uh, in the images. Um, she says that Elise um, suppressed his memory of being able to astral project because that was the only way to keep him safe from the lady. Uh, that's when Elise tells him the only way that Josh can, that anyone can save Dalton is to go astral project to him and find him and save him. And he's like, I don't know how to do that. But she just like basically, <laughs> I feel like it takes very little effort to get him to actual <laughs> project. Well, he's saving his kid. Oh, bro. I don't know how. And then woo, I'm I'm astral projecting. <laughs> yeah, she basically does like the get out method of just like a little <laughs> bit of a tea a teapot a teacup and a few kind words, and all of a sudden <laughs> he's actual projecting. Um. So he heads to their old house, their previous house. And, you know, he's searching around. Everything is kind of just like, you know, uh, it's basically just the lights are off. <laughs> it's basically the astral, the astral plane. The lights are off and there's a spoke machine. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And then he goes um, into a soundstage. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, he gets he goes to the attic, I think. And he, he gets attacked by the uh long-haired me too ghost that trying to french kiss rose and he's getting his ass whooped by this demon <laughs> and, and uh, back in the in our plane the earthly plane uh they just like see his body like convulsing and he's kind of whim- whimpering because he's getting beat he's getting that ass beat and, and then rose Byrne is like you have to help him call him back elise and and she's like i can't <laughs> it's like okay thanks you're being really helpful like, you're stronger than them remember yeah. you're stronger that's all she does. She just goes, remember, you're stronger because you're alive and they're not. And then all of a sudden he's like, get away. And then he just like Falcon punches this demon like <laughs> through the astral plane. And he's like, who even is? Shit going on. <laughs> yep. Um, anyways, he ends up in the demon's lair, the red faced demon's lair where Dalton's being held. He is, it seems like it's going to be a pretty easy escape because he gets right down there. He frees him. Uh, but then we hear music playing, and and there's a like a cute little overlooking DJ's booth, which is where the uh, red faced demon is. It all kind of, <laughs> has, has all kind of like fun tinker toys and little metal monkeys and stuff, and it's playing tiptoe, tiptoe through the tulips, something something. <laughs> yep, beautiful it's rendition. It's kind of fun up there. <laughs> And he's sharpening his very ornate Freddy Krueger glove. Yeah. Oh, is that what he was doing? I thought he was sewing. Uh, he's sharpening. His, his that is. Uh, I thought I was making like a cute costume or something. 
It was giving me New York apartment vibes. Um, yeah, so they're about to escape, but never mind. The demon appears right down there next to them. Uh, basically, they're kind of like chased for a while. <laughs> and in the real world, and the spirits also, or the entities, sorry, um, appear in the real world and are, start attacking everybody. Uh, they try to call Josh back because shit's going down. And they need this uh, the, the plane to be no longer... I guess like if you astral project, they can enter through your... Not through your body, but like, is it through your body? I don't, I don't understand. But yeah, they can like enter your body as like your spirit. The further you are away from your body, the easier it is for them. Yeah, which I never understood like how quickly they were to get to Josh. But I'm like, this kid's been in a coma for three months, and all of a sudden, (laughs) like, okay, sis, sure. Yep, Um, and, and eventually Josh is forced to confront the creepy woman that haunted him as a child. Um. And basically, all he does is yells at her, <laughs> and it's like, "Leave me alone! You're not welcome here!" Blah blah blah. And he just like he just like yells at her. I'm and then, not afraid of you. Yeah, and she just kind of <gasps> like fades into the shadows. They edit it, and he's able to return to the real world. Pretty creepy. And... <laughs> That's the original. <laughs> and fortunately, Dalton's also able to return, and the spirits disappear. From they go back to their plane. Uh, yeah, it's a happy ending. Everyone is celebrating, you know, all the crazy shit being over. Josh hands uh, Elise, or his mom. Yeah, he hands his mom the pictures that of him with the creepy lady back. Uh, or no, 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 no. He hands them to Elise. And Elise acts kind of weird when she glances over at him. Uh, maybe a little suspicious something's behind him, perhaps. And all of a sudden, she just, like, snaps a pic <clears throat> and... Josh, you know, he really hates paparazzi. So he's like, you know, I don't like when you do that. I don't like that. And then he just like starts choking her out. And somehow no one hears her, even though she's screaming and he's yelling right. and they're in a small house. But um, Bruce Byrne eventually hears one of his thousand times yelling at her, I guess. And is like, hello, is everything okay, Elise? And then he, she goes to look at Elise, who's sitting in a cla- the classic like, armchair sofa that's just big enough to where you can't see like the person you know until you go around <gasps> and and guess what elise is dead and she's <clears> like <throat> she's like oh shit and then she's searching for josh to no avail uh, she picks up the digital camera and then we get like a flashback that shows that when josh was handing her the the pictures he had like an old man hand or something and then <laughs> oh man like a, <laughs> his nail like yeah or something i don't know what yeah <laughs> and so she took the picture and it, it's the creepy old lady and Ooh. renee is like uh josh josh what the hell like and then you just hear josh say renee i'm right here and puts his hand on her shoulder the end Ooh. yep Sinister 2, the domestic abuse version. Oh, God. Is, it, is that what happens? No. <laughs> no. But, yeah, I didn't like that when um, they kind of made it where Josh, when they're leaving, the further Josh is kind of, like, lagging around for some reason so he can have that confrontation with the veiled lady. Oh. I don't know, yeah, I there were too many... I didn't find that believable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, 
if you didn't. Why are you letting your son run off while you're just like? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly lollygagging around in this house. Also, so in, in case, dad. let's just say the bad dad. That's he's terrible. He's a terrible father. He's up I mean, there with Jack Torrance. Okay, he's that bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, Al, what were you going to say? No, but yeah, the implication is he was possessed by the creepy old lady. He didn't actually banish her. And that's why uh, he killed Elise. And that's why he was the old lady in the picture, etc. But yeah. So I wonder if there'll be a sequel. <laughs> or three. Uh, I love the fact that the, like Elise, spoiler, Elise dies in the first one. Yeah, she returns Spoiler. for all the We just all said the that. Others. I know, but she like returns for all the others. There's like a sequel. No. There's like well, there's like two sequels. And I'm just like, girl. She's back? Yeah. And then she also makes an appearance in part two in like the further. Girl, she milked Insidious for all its money. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of fun that it's led to a resurgence in her career. Mm-hmm. And she even led this little ending movie called Room for Rent, which I would recommend as kind of like a little fun black comedy if anybody wants to check it out. Yeah. Um, and also, this is the second movie that we've covered with uh, Lynn Shay. Do you all remember what the first one is? Deborah Logan. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> No, what is it? No, I remember us talking about it, but I don't remember what it was. Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. She had there you um, go. <laughs> She was the teacher. Nice. I was gonna say nightmare, but I wasn't sure. Um, and then another uh casting little tidbit I have about this movie is that Ethan Hawke was offered the role of Josh and turned it down. Um, but I guess he regretted that that because Jason Blum went on to be so popular and make a lot of money. He w- was the lead in the Sinister um, movie and where he also played the lead or the head of a family um, that has some issues with the supernatural. Yeah, so what you're saying is the dads in these movies are trash. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we talk, we're going to have to talk about that movie. Too. Yeah. I stand with dads. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Today is Mother's Day, and we're doing it for the moms. Well, yeah, it was Mother's Day a few weeks ago. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> but also, you know, it was a yeah. I feel so bad for Rose Byrne because you know she's doing her best. Like she's like the one actually doing everything for the kids, and he's just kind of like shut out. And oh, I'm like, bitch, this is your fault. Yeah, I I hate that, and he's not there to, you know, witness what she's going through. Yeah, it's rough. Well, I guess we might as well get into our next segment, um, Ack or Whack, uh, where we give our opinions on the movie. Um, Seance Girl Bree, since I remembered the the nickname I gave you today, why don't you go first? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. I guess. What what are we gonna? What's the rating scale though? One out oh. of one out of ten uh, digital cameras. Handprint. <laughs> uh, handprint. Bloody handprint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, I like that's, that's, that's. <laughs> I really liked this movie when I first saw it, but and this is the first time I revisited it. Um, 
I didn't enjoy it as much this time, especially the first half. I found it kind of lagging um, and some of the scares weren't as effective seeing it again, you know, like the bloody print on the sheet, um, for example, and just some of um, the scares inside the house, like the alarm and some other things. I just were kind of annoying to be honest <laughs> and I but I do like the second half with the um Lin Shay and the activity inside the further I think it's unique and um fun and I like the darkness with the lamps and and I think the little Mormon ghost hunter crew are a lot of fun um and I like the I do like the as I said the last half of the movie so and and it's led to um the sequels and it's Blumhouse, which I enjoy majority of his films. So I will give it a six and a half out of ten bloody handprints from the demon. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Um Pumpkin Spice Lady, a Calamity Cat, what are, what are your thoughts? Not my kind of movie. <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. I still don't like it after I saw it again. Like I, I tried to give it a chance and had an open mind. Like, but then I started to really like think about why I really don't like it. And some of the reasons that I don't like this movie are typical of a lot of Blumhouse films where it's like a kitchen sink movie. Like I hate that they throw every jump scare and every kind of character that's scary and like just mishmash it all together until it's like a stew of gross like it's not even good like it's just boring and weird and it does look like a sound stage it looks like you're walking through a freaking haunted house when you go through the further I just feel like I'm at Universal Studios <laughs> and I'm not watching a horror movie I don't know I just it's not my thing it's a yeah. three for me Oh wow! wow Damn, that's a wow. <laughs> might be the that's the lowest rating. Just sad. It has a good cast. It has a very good cast. I just don't like the film. Nah, oh, I'm pretty wow. sure. Uh, what you call it had a uh, lower ratings. What? Uh, Gremlins? No. Yeah. Troll. Um, troll. <laughs> tarot, tarot card reader Ben. What what is your opinion of this film? Um. It's gonna be a little bit higher than y'all's. I would give it at least I, because I kind of like these movies. Like I like movies that aren't so much like the gore factor. They're kind of like trying to scare you. So when I first saw it, like it was actually really good. Like I was like, okay, cool. Um, again, like there are like missing parts, like with the whole like <clears throat> going into the further, and it doesn't like it's not as like creepily done as I want it to be. Uh, but I would give it a like a solid like seven. Also, too, like, the whole volume issue, like, when they are trying to scare you and, like, the music gets really loud and then, like, it goes, like, right back down to normal and you have to, like, adjust everything. And I'm just, like, just keep it at the same volume, bruh. But mm, I like yeah. these movies. These are some of my favorites. Part two is better. Oh, wow. Part two. I feel. I feel. <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, I am ast the astral projection man, Evil Al. Uh, this is my first time seeing this movie. <clears throat> and I didn't know what to expect. Did I expect astral projection to be a major theme? Um, <laughs> probably not. Um, 
a few things kind of annoy me about this movie like the 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 tent of the movie kind of bothers me for some reason it, it kind of like takes away like it looks like a movie which kind of annoy, like it like same thing with like the hobbit it's just like it, it looks like a movie which for me kind of annoys me but the sound is very like takes me out of it because just like it's just like so loud and it just like hurts my little dainty ears um but i don't know like this movie isn't bad i just wish the astral plane was kind of like more interesting looking like i I feel like like when dr strange it makes a cooler astral plane than you and it's like oh not a horror movie and i don't know i just i expected more from that i guess not just kind of like black and white more gray tone with the lights dimmed um situation but i didn't hate it um this is kind of movie that's like just good enough to me for me where i don't hate it but you know if it's on i'll watch it but i'm probably not gonna seek it out seek it out yeah um so yeah i agree with six and a half i think it's bad i think definitely you should it's worth watching if you're a horror fan but does it need three sequels i don't know we'll find out i guess if i watch those but (laughs) one's a sequel two are prequels um I wanted worse. to mention that uh, to Calamity Calf point there, I've I did go to the Insidious Maze at Halloween Horror Nights in 2015. They had, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there were three movies at that time, and all three of them were kind of intermixed into the maze. They do a good I job. Thought it was, I thought it was fun. Yeah. The house yeah, was the, the first part, it, but it mm-hmm. just, yeah. the way that it was constructed just seemed a little a little fake to me like you said like it looks like a movie so i just that's the part that i didn't like about it um and i wish the story was a little bit more clearer and stronger and the characters actually made sense i get the whole fact that these were ghosts that were trapped and but that whole scene in the middle when you're going in and the, the family that she shot why 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 was that there yeah i didn't really yeah that, that yeah. was dumb like i i think when i first watched it i was like are these like stories even now i still question i'm like are these stories connected to like the house or where they're from like why these certain ones like where are these just just chilling around the house like (laughs) yeah so for anyone who if you haven't seen the movie um i think definitely check it out but basically josh aka patrick wilson when he travels through the astral plane um he goes like as 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 we said he goes to their old house and in their old house, he hears like like three shotgun blasts, and then this one of these, is it one of the creepy smiling women, or is it just another? Yeah, creep? okay, no, it's a creepy smiling. She's woman. like standing in the living room, and there's three people seated on the couch, and she has a shotgun, and then it's implied, obviously, that she like shot them or whatever, and it, it doesn't really tie into the movie at all. Yeah, um, and so I was I was thinking maybe this is happening like in real life, and he for some reason was just able to like witness or hear it or something but it, i didn't yeah i didn't get that yeah it's very weird because like in the second one like they actually just like focus on one person or like one ghost and they go into the backstory of the ghost and like yeah that one's more thought out than this one yeah yeah no yeah like i really don't think it's a bad movie by any means but i think it's kind of weird to have i think they do just try to do the most like there's they could have just had the red faced demon instead of Slipknot and the two sh- smiling ladies, and then yeah. the, the little newsboy who never shows up again. It's a genre that I don't particularly like, but it is it is one that's very popular. It is like going to you're experiencing a haunted house almost, like when you watch these kind of movies, and that's yeah. what Blumhouse is really good at. That's what James Wan is really good at. I have nothing against that. 
they're he's mm-hmm. very into vignettes saw is nothing but vignettes and that is his thing and i'm okay with that i just it's not for me that's not my particularly yeah. like what i love in horror well, and like sinister you have the little vignette basically murder snuff films yeah. um yeah no I, yeah this movie's i definitely like this movie but i think yeah what i think y'all made me realize my why it maybe wasn't as satisfying for me is because it was kind yeah. of just like too much too many enemies and not enough fleshed out it's, stories where I didn't really care about any of the enemies, you know? Yeah. It's also like annoying. Cause like I've seen like all the movies and they've never, they never <laughs> like given any of the backstory for uh-huh. the red face demon. Like ne- mm-hmm. I'm like, how are you going to have that as your main character, but never give any information about him. That's why yeah. I was like excited so for part two. It's like, you have to know its name and its origin. Right. Like, so yeah. I kind of forget all of that horror history. That's a lot of what I don't like. Like, there's precedence for a lot of this stuff. And I like that you're trying to, it almost reminds me of a tech bro and being obsessed with disruption. <laughs> like James Wan is the disruptor, like the tech guy who's coming in to like disrupt the industry. And like, he always does these things that, you know, they there's precedent for this stuff and you're trying to like destroy the history of it and not really, not really build upon yeah yeah like i was like uh yeah again like even in part two they don't even go into it like they delve off into something else i'm just like where's the history because i think he makes an appearance also in like i think the third film and i'm like how y'all gonna bring this bitch back and give no story to him yeah yeah i was more scared of the slipknot man because he might try to meet to me than i was of the red-faced demon who just you know preys on little boys who were in a coma for five months like um, but no, yeah, no. I feel like it seems like I hated this movie. I didn't hate the movie at all. I just um, it was missing something. I feel to make no, me like. I mean, love I, it. I seem like I hated it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm fine with that coming off as it's supposed to. So um, this might still calamity cat thunder a little bit, but can I make a book recommendation? Yeah, we have um, Seance Girls, <laughs> Seance Girl Breeze. Uh, corners. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's creepy a library. Creepy library. Creepy so library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a book that I read when I was a teenager called Stranger with My Face by Lois Duncan, and it's about a set of identical twins who've never met before. Um, but one starts visiting the other via uh, astral projection and teaches the other one how to do it and then takes over her body and then like some terror and thriller ensues from there. And it's really good. Uh, Lois Duncan is the same author who gave us uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer and Killing Mr. Griffin, who um, those were both made into 90s horror movie classics. So definitely check it out i've never heard of killing mr griffin it's got amy joe johnson and mario lopez in it what a mario lopez film i miss let's see lois yeah she has some great those were some fun books back in the day yeah (laughs) like that was really good christopher pike lois duncan yeah and then who else who did uh who did the vampire diaries Oh my god, it has the pink ranger in it. Oh, yeah. Um, you mean the Vampire Chronicles? The Chronicles, yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I just realized Mario is the male version of Maria, and it's really upsetting. Me. Oh my god! Yeah, um, Amy Joe Johnson is in uh, <laughs> Killing Mr. Griffin. Also, isn't that this kind of sounds like? Isn't this like kind of the plot to teach you Mrs. Dingle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's, but that's a different author. No, not the Vampire Chronicles. That's that's Anne Rice. That's not no, but I know what you're talking about. Um, because not not the, not the CW Vampire Diaries, right? Not the Nina Dobrev show. Yeah, you're yeah. Anne L. J. Smith. L. J. Smith did the oh, Vampire okay. Diaries books. L. O. Coulter. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, there were these whole bunch of writers in the 90s that made like edgy books for teens and they were all like horror or or crime, true crime books or whatever, you know, like that kind of that kind of yeah. thing. So, uh, which is which were really fun. Yeah, <laughs> I like how they... Duncan and Christopher Pike were the ones that were like more edgy, more adult. R.L. Stein was. Yes. I like how the 90s friendly. were like teen horror kind of feel. And then, like, the 2000s were, like, teen romance, like, with vampires and all that. Uh, what's going to be next? <laughs> it's just dystopia from here on out. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. Or just teens having sex. So. And dying. Yeah. <sighs> Let's bring that back. Let's bring the 80s back, where if you had sex, you died. Yeah. Sounds good. What? Why do you want to bring that back? You know, of all sounds... people, you of all people, famous, <laughs> famous whore, Ken Kelsey. Wow! Just because of what it says is written on the stalls, it is true. You have both breasts is out on camera right now. No wait. <laughs> Only one is out. Look, this shirt is very revealing. Okay, you either can see the left or the right one. They can't both be covered. I know you can't. I know. Um, if you're listening on um, Apple, Spotify, um. Any of the other ones you can't see, but Kim Counselor Ben is what I, what I would describe as a chiffon uh, caftan uh, with no undergarments underneath. It's the I killed my husband, don't take me to jail outfit. And, and an American and an American Horror Story Coven hat. Oh, yes, 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 yes. No, it's more like, um, it's going to have to be more one of those like little veils. They're like, oh, my husband's dead. I didn't know. Fully in black. <laughs> <laughs> honestly though i would be a black widow one day i would want to it'd be fun it'd be fine all right well that just about wraps up this week's episode of you can't hide be sure to follow us on facebook at you can't hide pod and also on instagram at you can't hide pod send us a movie suggestion a critique a compliment a love note at you can't hide pod at gmail.com until next week we'll be in six flags yes <laughs> Thank you.